Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by taking one small step a day? And not because you're a bad person now, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to Be a Better Person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you live your best life. Hi, and welcome to How to Be a Better Person. I'm Kate, your host and author of the book, How to Be a Better Person. This week on the podcast, we're talking about fun because, oh my goodness, do we need it. And because spending more time doing the things that are that magical combination of enjoyable, engaging, and creative helps you avoid burnout, feel your best, and just take a bite out of the ass of life in general. And that is a beautiful thing. Today, I'm interviewing Dr. Rachel Allen, a relationship and sex therapist and the author of the new book, The Pleasure is All Yours, Reclaim Your Body's Bliss and Reignite Your Passion for Life. After all, fun and pleasure go hand in hand, and if you're listening from the U.S., we live in a pretty repressed society where pleasure is either frowned upon or just ignored. I'm looking forward to talking to Rachel and learning more about how we can up the pleasure factor in our daily lives. Rachel, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Kate. It's a pleasure. (laughs) So, Well, thanks for that intro, because I'm dying to know, what do you mean by pleasure and and what don't you mean? Right. And part of why I wanted to talk about pleasure in the book is because it is so confusing. I think it's much more nuanced uh, compared to joy or happiness, which can be pretty undisputed, whereas pleasure has been more controversial and it's been associated with um, sex, pretty much. It's been reduced pretty much just to that, even though there's all sorts of different pleasures in life. There's the pleasure of enjoying that first bite of food as it hits your taste buds. It's the the pleasure of taking a stretch break from your workday or a nap, you know, the pleasures of rest. That's one that we don't really uh, honor that much in the U.S. Mm. Um, You know, the, the pleasures of playfulness or creativity. So, Part of what I talk about in my book is really how we need to expand our definition of the word, Um, but also we need to respect that um, not all pleasure is created equal and we need to find balance with it versus always chasing it. (laughs) Got it. So why does pleasure matter? Because it is really these moments of pleasure that are felt on a more visceral and sensory level within. So it starts in our body. And that's one of the things I talk a lot about in the book is, is bodyfulness, but that it's, it is these moments that do teach us a lot about sort of our, our, what we need in the moment in our internal world and around us. And they add up to the longer lasting states of joy or happiness. And so pleasure can be really healing as far as soothing us or helping us to have agency and also it can pleasure whether it be individually or with others can really add to our resilience and you mentioned in the introduction how people are burnt out 
And so I, I think that that's one of the things I like to point out is how the, the healing effects of pleasure, when we allow it, when we give ourselves permission, and when we find the kind of pleasures that are, that are healthy pleasures, um, as opposed to the ones that are really more of chronic escapism or where we get sort of aggressively or overly dependent on these um, escape methods. So I, I definitely do distinguish between those sorts of pleasures. And I'm not saying, oh, you shouldn't ever have a glass of wine, but just to recognize also that there's a lot of other pleasures besides sort of these quick fix ones that we, we turn to um, that we can become overly dependent on. Got it. So what are some of the obstacles that get in the way of our experiencing pleasure or making room for pleasure? Well, certainly our, um, I guess, centuries of programming in the U.S. that come from a more puritanical background that say it's lavish, that it's or sinful, really, um, all types of pleasures and certainly any erotic or sexual pleasures. I think that the origins in our country and sort of that culture has impacted our relationship to it. And then I think also we have, you know, capitalism and the industrial revolution came along and said that, you know, essentially, I think therefore I am and we're machines and work, work, work. And so what gets in the way now, I think, is exhaustion and burnout and increase, increase in anxiety. And there's more loneliness as we are on screens and not with one another the over-reliance on pharmaceuticals to escape. So not having this ability just to also like regulate within because part of really having a healthy relationship with pleasure is also knowing how to ride the wave and cope with pain because the two are, you know, they're both part of life and adulting in the modern world. So my book really does talk a lot about just in the U.S. how we have both this attitude and we have systems in place um, whether it be patriarchy, capitalism, all these ways in which it is harder to really give ourselves permission to have pleasure, which is our birthright. Mm -hmm. I think that's so interesting what you were saying about how pleasure helps us ride the, the waves of pain. Can you say just a little bit more about that before we break for a word from our sponsor? Yeah. I mean, part of what I focused on in the book, as I mentioned a moment ago, is, is bodyfulness. And it's, so it's really a combination of embodied mindfulness with more traumatic uh, or trauma therapy practices, somatic practices to regulate. Mm -hmm. um, and that includes, you know, to discharge and release. So really a lot of like ways to express from our body and move some of our stress and trauma through. And that cultivates um, this sense of inner knowing called interoception. And not to get too technical here, but but when we are able to not run from our pain, but also have some tools and strategies within us to cope and to move it through and to honor the emotions, then yeah, we we just feel less you know less afraid. We don't have these strategies to always escape. We can really be awake and present to it all, and then that opens us up to some of these more higher order things in life beyond survival you know, that idea of thriving, not just surviving, mm -hmm. whether it be creativity or spirituality or intimacy with others or being more vulnerable. So I kind of think of it as this hierarchical model with, you know, pleasure being there at the top of the pyramid. But if we don't have any sort of foundation to just feel grounded or centered in the pain or the discomfort of our lives, then yeah, we won't have a healthy relationship with pleasure either. Mm -hmm. I really look forward to talking about how we can invite more pleasure into our lives, but I have to take a quick break. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When I was in my early 40s, the first thing that made me feel my age was my hair. It got thinner, finer, and drier. Now that I'm in my early 50s, my friends and I spend a decent amount of time talking about how to take care of the hair we have left. That's why I'm excited to try Nutrafol, a natural hair care line that offers two targeted formulas for women that are clinically shown to improve hair growth and thickness through all stages of life. Nutrafol is physician-formulated to be 100% drug-free. They use medical-grade botanicals in consistently effective dosages so you get the most reliable results. You can grow thicker, healthier hair at any age and support how to be a better person. By going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code BETTER, to save $15 off your first month's subscription and get free shipping on every order. This is their best offer anywhere, and it is only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. And don't forget the promo code BETTER. And we're back. So, Rachel, what's something listeners can do after this episode ends, so pretty quickly, to give themselves the experience of pleasure? Great question. Yeah, we always want these things in the moment. And I would say, first, you know, sense pleasure really starts on that sensory and visceral level in our body to discern what is and isn't pleasurable. I would say, if they're sitting, to stand up, to let out a sigh, to maybe shake out the hands, soften the jaws, or go to those places where the body might be gripping and clinging and just bring some ease there from a, a muscular standpoint. Um, you know, turn to the breath, let it be like a nice way to release, kind of shake out. We, we, we can be so buttoned up and hold so much in. So sometimes just these little pleasures come in like the releasing of our muscles and our breath. So I would start with that, especially because we're such a sedentary culture more and more. Amen. Um, yeah. Well, so great. I, I mean, even when you were saying that, I sort of felt like, oh, yeah, my shoulder is hiked up and oh, yeah, <laughs> my belly is tight. I haven't been breathing. So <laughs> thank you for uh, that. You don't even have yeah. to wait till the end of the episode to start. Right. No, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My jaw is where my go to where I'm always like, OK, jaw, you can relax. You don't have to take so much responsibility for, you know, everything going on. <laughs> so what about something that folks can do that's a little more of a long term strategy? Well, I, it, I think there that's a real mental shift as far as giving yourself permission to receive and not feeling guilty or feeling shame. And by and large, females can be more prone to this feeling of guilt that they are giving to themselves and really prioritizing and taking time for themselves because we have been socialized to be nurturers and the caregivers and putting ourselves last. Whereas for the most part, Males can be better at really putting their own you know, needs first. And it's all a balancing act. But ideally, my hope is that people can um, develop this sense that, you know, carving out time for their own 
pleasures, again, whether it be um, more sensual ones, ones related to rest and balance or to creativity or flow states or erotic pleasures, that that there's a way in which we, we can all realize that it's regenerative, it's life-giving. And it actually then allows us to be more present for people later, as opposed to just always exhausting ourselves and not letting ourselves receive, which doesn't really, in the long run, help with relationships. So yeah, that mental shift, like it is healthy. It's This is not a bad thing to receive. So, and some people just don't even know what is pleasurable to them anymore. So maybe it starts with really sitting down and being like, what what used to give me, you know, little pleasures, simple pleasures and bigger pleasures. And maybe it relates to meaning and purpose. Maybe it relates to putting your feet in, you know, in, in a babbling brook. <laughs> mm. um, so, so yeah, that inner checking in, I think helps in the longer term. Fantastic. So for people who want to connect with you and learn more about pleasure and your book and your work, where can they find you? Yes, I have mainly everything at my website, which is drrachelallen.com, Allen with a Y, A-L-L-Y-N. And that can also lead you to my book, The Pleasure is All Yours. Um, and I do retreats in the winter, depending on the pandemic, but um, I do different retreats. I have a bliss retreat coming up this winter and just have some different projects that I, I show there on the website. I also have an Instagram, Dr. Rachel Allen. So those are probably the best ways to find me. But yeah, I'd love for everybody to check out the new book available at most, you know, all major bookstores. So yeah, I would say that's the best way to find me. Okay, great. Well, thank you, Rachel Allen, author of The Pleasure is All Yours. I really enjoyed it. And I you've gotten me thinking about, hmm, what sounds really dreamy to me? And so far, mm. I'm thinking bath and crawling in bed in the middle of the day with a book. <laughs> oh, cozy. Yes, I like that. Right. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you, Kate. Hi, this is Kate here with your tiny assignment. So I hope that your wheel started turning about what kinds of things just feel really good and pleasurable to you while Rachel was talking, as they did for me. Just ask yourself, what are one or two or three things that I could do to later today or maybe over the weekend that just scratch that pleasure itch? As I mentioned, you know, for me, that would be taking a bath or getting in bed in the afternoon and reading a book and just enjoying the pleasure of rest, <laughs> which <laughs> I don't know about you, but I could really go for. So what are your one or two or three things that you could do to experience the healing of pleasure? Thanks. And I hope you will come back tomorrow when we are talking about how to use fun to motivate you and how to interweave it in with your more take care of business side of your life, because it can actually be part of your entire day and not wait for when you're off the clock. Thanks for listening to How to Be a Better Person. Our theme song is Left for Deadish by Junior85. The podcast is mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past seven episodes, a sneak peek of the week ahead, and one well-chosen meme to your inbox every Saturday morning. Sign up at beabetterpersonpodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. 
I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com. Tweet me at Kate Han, K-A-T-E-H-A-N. Or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you. 